Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three-putted. Well, why did you three-putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot from the hole because you had a terrible iron or three-putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes. I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at Bevmo. Uh, I got a uh, Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. And I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs> Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome to the program, folks. Absolute delight to have your company on this Friday. Much is going on in the world of golf. Of course, the ANA Inspiration Play is back underway in a brand new season on the PGA Tour out at the Safeway. The European Tour is underway as we speak. We're going to get to all of that and more today, of course, is the day in which we remember 9-11. Not sure where you were on that fateful morning and all the events that unfold unfolded from there. I was at that time working for Northwestern Golf, so I was just outside of the city of Chicago in a town called Elmhurst. And I remember because we were an hour behind the, the East Coast time-wise, Central Time, and I remember getting ready for work and my wife saying from the kitchen that it looked like a plane had hit one of the towers of the World Trade Center. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, the Empire State Building's been hit by planes over the years. It's not, it's not something that doesn't happen for those massive buildings. And my thought was, in fact, I think I, I told Don, I said, well, they'll have fire suppression systems that are going to kick in as, as horrible as it is that anything would hit a building. But those buildings are, are made for that level of safety. And then I, I remember coming out of the room and we had a little tiny TV in our, our kitchen. And I remember seeing the size of, of the, the hole where, where the plane had struck the building and the amount of smoke and fire that was pouring out of the building. It looked dire. And then so I remember getting in my truck and I was driving to, to work and had on the local news radio in Chicago. I think it was WGN, tell you the truth. I think it's the same as the, as the TV channel that's syndicated on cable everywhere, if they still are. Uh, and they had switched over to one of the New York stations, I think WCBS in New York. So there was live reports coming in. So the reporter was live and it's kind of ironic now that so much of my life is built around radio that that my experience with the tragedy from from this point on was predominantly radio and they had a reporter there and reporting about what was going on and the reporter was live as the second plane hit and the reporter stayed to to this reporter's credit stayed live reporting about you know glass showering down and and the the, the ball of flame and all the rest and and 
it was clearly apparent to everyone at that point that this was a deliberate act. It was a, it was a terrorist attack. The United States was, was under attack. And I remember making it into work. And I guess it's a sign of the times now, 18 years ago, that uh, the only place that I could get news about what was going on was finding radio stations that were streaming, and there weren't many, uh, over the internet. And I was able to find one, uh, one I actually grew up listening to uh, just outside of New York City. And so that's where I was getting the reports of what was going on. And I stayed at work for a while, but you know, being from that area and, and obviously knowing a lot of people in that area, uh, it was very difficult to concentrate, and I just left. I, I figured at this point, uh, you know, consequence was secondary. So went home, watched the rest of it throughout the, the horrifying day of all of the events that unfolded at the Pentagon with, with the plane crashing in the field in Pennsylvania uh, and all the rest. And at the time, I had been starting to write for the book series Chicken Soup for the Soul, we, we had already published a book that I had ghostwritten, which was actually called Chicken Soup for the Golfer's Soul. And so they had contacted me and said, do you want to do a NASCAR book with us? Which I said, yes, because they said, you're the only one that has anything to do with sports. And, and I thought it'd be a really fun endeavor. So anyway, I was at home. Obviously, they had grounded all the planes. We lived right next door to O'Hare. And the eerie silence of the skies was something that we weren't prepared for and no one could be prepared for because it's just such a dramatic change in life. And, and I do believe that there's bridges to 2020 in terms of, of what people call the new normal to use the cliche. And so I got in touch with uh, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, who were the founders of Chicken Soup for the Soul and said, you know, immediately following this attack, almost immediately anyway, uh, we had these great stories of heroism that were emerging from ground zero from New York and from Pennsylvania. We didn't know fully what happened uh, on that flight yet. Um, Pentagon, et cetera. And so my feeling was, you know, from these horrific and cowardly acts that butchered the innocent, can we celebrate the heroism of the people in terms of how they responded, be them first responders or be them just everyday Americans and, and reacting the way that they could? And those two guys agreed, and we, and we set off working on that book called Soul of America. And one of the first things they did was to, again, I was in Chicago at the time, but one of the first things that they did was they dispatched me back to New York, and I went down to Ground Zero. I had a buddy, Freddie, who was managing the Woolworth building next door. And that building at that time, which was for sale, was empty. And it ended up becoming a major staging point uh, for rescue workers. So he took me up inside the building. Here, this building with all of its classic uh, facades dating back to, you know, the 1930s, uh, very much Art Deco. So he takes me up inside and we climb through a little hole, maybe two by two, and we come out onto a ledge. And the ledge is looking down directly on ground zero. Uh, it was still obviously burning then. Uh, we, could, we could see from where we were, the rescue personnel kind of moving around. I, I would say like ants, but we were closer than, than that description. But there was so much movement around. It looked like uh, a, a dance of some sort. But, but unfortunately, what they were doing was uh, they, they were attempting to, to rescue and recover. 
and we could see them not to be macabre, we could see them bringing out remains and bodies and so forth because it was it was such a devastating scene. And I remember the the smell as something that anyone that was anywhere near it will never forget. Uh, the amount of dust that was everywhere is something they never forget. I remember looking in a, a shop. It was like a jewelry shop that was right across the street. And I'm not even sure. The, it shows you the force of this dust getting through and under doorways and all the rest. Everywhere in that jewelry shop had about four inches of of this dust everywhere and all over everything. And so that was just, you know, one person's experience. I know we all have our, our individual experiences of, of what was. Uh, it was very moving when we went back with the publication of the book, which was the fastest that a Chicken Soup for the Soul book ever was published. And it was uh, immediately a, a world number one, which which was kind of ironic that you have this level of accomplishment. But the reason we did it was for the New York Area Relief Fund. So they brought us to that church. Remember the church that was right there at Ground Zero? And they brought us inside the church to, to hand out books to to the first responders and, and to the to police and, and fire and, and medics and everyone else that was working on site. Uh, because, again, it was about a celebration of heroism at this point uh, in the face of such cowardice. And it was incredibly moving. That experience is something that uh, we'll never forget. It was just, and I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning all of this today to start 9-11 because I hope that all of us remember and never forget and impart to our children and the younger generations just how important this is that they remember uh, what took place. And to that bridge to, to 2020, I think the, the virtue and the connection there is the fact that, you know, we're going through a lot of upheaval right now. Well, we have a pandemic that's uh, set about on the entire globe. Uh, more than 20% of the deaths around the world have taken place in the United States. Uh, thankfully, the numbers are coming down a- across the board. But uh, on top of that, we have a tremendous amount of social strife. And I think that it's important to remember that the United States, as we know it, is built upon liberty, and liberty is built directly upon the foundation of sacrifice, uh, people who are willing to do the ultimate sacrifice so that other people can have the liberty of freedom of speech and and what have you. So 9-11 is important. Uh, I've, I've always said the same thing. I know we have Labor Day as a national holiday. I do not know why we cannot modify that holiday to be called Remembrance Day or, or something bigger uh, because of what took place on, on 9-11 and how, how dramatic that was and how, how life-altering that was for everyone. So just hoping that we remember everything. Uh, coming up in the Fairways Life Show today, we have a huge slate to go through with you. A uh, major announcement in the world of golf coming up in just a couple of minutes with a guest that's going to be uh, joining us. Uh, very excited about sharing this with you, and I'm going to save that as a tease right now so that well, you'll get all of the information in just minutes from now. But I want to go over what's going on at the ANA Inspiration this morning, as well as I mentioned at Safeway. It was an incredibly low opening round, a 63 for Russell Knox. But believe it or not, that 63 only has him in the lead by one. As to the ANA, here you've got Nelly Corda sitting atop the leaderboard after a three-foot par putt at the 18th hole secured her six-under par placement atop the leaderboard. Her brother, Sebastian, 
was in the U.S. Open. And not to confuse you, the U.S. Open that sh- that Sebastian was in was not the variety of an exemption or some sort of that which will take place next week at Winged Foot. He was in the U.S. Open of the tennis variety. You remember her father, Peter, uh, is a champion tennis player in days past as well. Well, her brother, Sebastian, is is a great player as well. He did lose in his debut. Uh, but nonetheless, he was there. So it's incredible about all the things that's going on. Some news from John Daly. He's announced that he has bladder cancer. He said he had it removed, but there's an 85% chance of it coming back again. And he said he has to go back, it sounds like, on a three-month interval. If uh, we have some time, I want to get into that a little bit deeper as well. So much coming up. But when we come back here in the Fairways of Life show, we're going to be joined by a special guest with a special announcement for the world to be aware of. BenHoganGolf.com wants you to be aware of the savings that you can have at their website because it is a direct relationship between you and them. 40, 50% retail savings is what you can expect. All of the latest technology built into these beautiful artfully crafted micromanufactured clubs. Micromanufacturing means they make them one set at a time just for you. BenHoganGolf.com for that. And you can always log on to Ireland.com and dream, especially now when we're being reflective and you're thinking about things that you want to do in your life. Allow yourself, your mind, your heart, your soul to go there and plan. You can see it all at Ireland.com, including all the details on the greatest links golf courses in the world. More of the Fairways of Life show after these words. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices paint and music at a cozy pub but most of all enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't traveled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there's something for everyone from kids fest to shopping, bowling, golf and other outdoor activities or at the West Baden Springs Hotel you can wrap yourself in old world elegance Visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. 
Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company from wherever around the globe you're joining us on this Friday. Matt Adams here with you. Dominic is behind the glass. Julien Goulier is leading uh, four under today in his efforts through 16 holes and stands atop the leaderboard on the European Tour on the mark of 13 under par. At the Portugal Masters, he has that three-shot lead over Liam Johnston, uh, who stands at 10 under but has yet to tee off for round two today. Keeping our focus on what's going on in Europe, you remember the European Senior Tour and it became the Stay Sure Tour. Uh, our friend Paul Eels has been on with us many times. He's a, he's, he's a winner on the European Tour and he's one of the participants on what was called the Stay Sure Tour. Well, I love what they did. The name is now called the Legends Tour. Ryan Housem is joining us right now, and he is the new CEO and owner of the Legends Tour with a revolutionary and unique uh, relationship now with the European Tour to take over that tour. First of all, Ryan, congratulations. Thank you for joining us. How are you, sir? Nice to see you. Yes, sorry. What were we saying? I was just welcoming you into the program and asking how you are today, my friend. Nice to see you. It was great. Thank you for having me on. Absolute delight. All right. So it was known as the Senior Tour. Then it was Stay Sure under, under your direction yeah. as well, obviously. And now you're going to call it the Legends Tour. Could you bring us through sure. and bridge those three? Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, uh, we're we a market leader in insurance for the mature market, travel insurance actually, uh, in the UK. And uh, we decided to sponsor what was the European Senior Tour. And uh, we renamed it the Stay Shore Tour, uh, and uh, on the back of a, a, sort of a two-year tenure there, I thought that it was, it was like a sleeping giant. It was a real opportunity to do something special with it, uh, and uh, I, I put this across to the board at the tour, and obviously uh, you may or may not be aware that this is a members' organisation, so uh, getting over the line, becoming uh, a majority shareholder in, in this, it's actually in conjunction with the tour, so it's not that I've taken... Uh, over completely. I mean, the commercial decisions are mine, but it's in partnership with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, the thinking is really very, very simple that the players that are playing, uh, you know, they really are legends. When you start to think about the, you know, the names that play on this tour, uh, Montgomery, McGinley, I realise they play on, on, on the Champions Tour as well, mm-hmm. but, you know, Montgomery, McGinley, 
Clark Campbell, uh, Lehman, Laurie, James Woosnam, and a, a whole host more than that. You know, so it's it's these are big names, and uh, it, it was obvious to me that if you're going to take something over, you might as well name it. Uh, what these guys are, which seems to make sense. So I, I had to take off my Stacia hat for a moment and think what would be best for the business. And I think this name uh, hits the nail on the head. And we've had a fantastic response from the media since uh, uh, launching this. That's brilliant. Now, the uh, I want to just back up for one second. When it was still Stacia in fairness, yeah. what was it about this tour that attracted you, Ryan? Why did you feel like this was a sleeping giant and it could connect with the people that you wanted to send a message to? Sure. Well, well first of all, in, in business, you've got, to, you've got to own a space. And this is when I think of business, I think of what space can you own? And it was obvious to me that across Europe, if you think about where is the money spent in golf, it is predominantly with the mature consumer. Mm-hmm. So the starting point of the thinking was that we would be, uh, yeah, the starting point of the thinking was that we uh, would basically go after this mature space. And that's not just in golf and the tournament side of it, it's, it's across the board and the ancillary spending golf. And that's part of where we'll be going, which will underpin the viability of the business over time. So that was that was the starting thinking. The second thing was that, uh, we trialed something last year, which was an alliance format, and alliance is basically playing in-tournament play with the pros. And I have to say, this for me is the best experience you can possibly have in golf. And if you think about where else can you play in tournament play around the world, you've got the Dunhill uh, links and you've got uh, the AT&T at Pebble Beach. So you've got pro-am formats, but nothing like quite like this where you're in the heat of the battle. So... We uh, uh, introduced that last year just as a a trial format. The feedback from the amateurs was absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I was one of those amateurs playing alongside. And, you know, playing in front of crowds, playing your own ball, when they're in tournament play is just off-the-scale brilliant experience. So what we've done is we've created something called the Alliance Format. And what we're doing there is we're having an order of merit. And we've taken several events and we're allowing amateurs to come and play in those events play their tournament and then go to the tour final so uh that that's you know that's an experience which really doesn't exist where you can literally be a tour pro alongside them uh in tournament place you've got all all of that but you've also got the crack that goes along with this where you are spending time with them uh you know, talking afterwards, breakfast, you know, having a drink. So, you know, that whole experience. And the beauty about these guys is they're real gentlemen. They, you know, and they've got all the stories that goes with it. So, you know, it really is fantastic. Then we're taking the quality of the courses up a gear from where it was. Mm-hmm. There, was there was still a great course, but we're taking it, taking it up. Uh, and just making this whole experience as good as it can get for an amateur. So that was one thing. And then the other was that we are creating... Uh, a celebrity pro-am so there are two pro-ams one of them will be a celebrity pro-am so you'll have a legend of golf a celebrity and then you'll have two amateurs that can play and once more there the celeb can go to the tour final and play for money for their charity which is really different and you can imagine playing with your favorite celebrity your favorite golfer i mean where how, how much better does it get than that so from a playing experience it's outstanding then the other thing was when you think about the sponsors, 
you know, obviously I'm, I was a sponsor, so I'm, I'm trying to get a return on investment for my business and that's, a, you know, a key thing. Mm -hmm. What we have is around 6 million people who are engaged with us uh, as, as consumers opted in to receive our information. So when we go after a sponsor and we say to them, hey, you can have a tournament, you can have all of these, you know, benefits at the tour, which is, you know, some of these spots will be available for the sponsors and, and their partners and so on. Uh, but in addition to that, you can access this database. So if you've got companies that want to target the mature market, whether it be anything from car companies to financial services, it's yeah. a really different proposition. So how then do you go from philosophy or even conviction, if you please, Ryan, to buy-in, to execution? What's the reaction been so far from the Legends Tour players, from the pr prospects of sponsors, from amateurs, from celebrities and on? Yeah, it, it's it's been brilliant. I mean, first of all, uh, working with the tour to get this over the line. You know, I was, uh, I suppose, very very lucky to have Keith Pelly in, who was, uh, this, you know, the CEO of the European Tour, who really bought into my vision, and uh, he helped me get this over the line with with the committee and the teams. And you know, there's, you know, there's always some people say, well, you know, how can you do this with the members' organisation and so on? But actually, once they fully understood what I thought I could bring to this. They really did see the big picture and the response from the players has been outstanding. We've actually signed up uh, ambassadors. So these are people who are going to guarantee to play a number of events, but also uh, sit alongside what we would call a content pillar to really help drive the brand. And, you know, those people are Montgomery, McGinley, Clark, Campbell, Lehman, obviously for the US market, uh, Laurie James and Woosnam, and then we're speaking to several others, the likes of Faldo, Alavabel, Langer, and, and Bjorn, and so on. Uh, right. And uh, but then the general players, you know, they're just so excited by what we're doing. I mean, it's it's really invigorated the uh, the tour, and you know, we're we're really going to take this places. When you say Ryan that you're going to take, say, the courses up a gear, what about yeah. the quantity of events that are played on the tour? Is that also targeted to go up? Yeah, well, in 2019, we had 19 events. As you know, 20 has been a bit of a washout. Uh, we, we, we think we'll have a similar level uh, in 2021, maybe mm -hmm. one or two more. And we think that the optimum number is about 24 events. Excellent. And I guess the last question I would have for you is in terms of global exposure, you mentioned uh, Tom Lehman as one of the ambassadors and you mentioned specifically yeah. the U.S. market. What can we hope for in terms of increased television exposure for the Legends Tour? Yeah, well, I mean, currently there's a, there's a highlight show with, with this, which was about an hour. I, I think we're, you know, we're going to aim to ultimately try and get the final day live. But moving on from that, the quality of this show is going to go up. Where, you know, the sort of things that you, you probably know Sky Sports well, I would imagine, where you've got Shot Tracer and you've got... You know, you've got the commentary and the way it's put together. That's going to go up. So we're speaking with Sky and then other distribution partners to really get it out there. But we'll also be distributing it uh, straight from the website as well. But I, I think for, you know, for, a, uh, for your audience in the US, you know, if, if, uh, if you think about you guys when you come over to a, you know, an iconic uh, location like Scotland or Ireland or wherever it might be, you know, there's the opportunity to maybe play in one of these and then tag some events on. Or alternatively, for the guys that really would like to do something and travel around Europe and the world for, you know, a few, you know, for, for, for a few months. And that's, you know, playing the whole season would make sense. But, you know, there are only 30 spots available at each tournament for the Alliance format. 
20 of those we're going to sell in advance as like an annual membership uh, where they're allowed to play the you know the events but there will be some available but we think those 20 are going to go very fast and we've had you know a very big response so far uh, so but but you know just thinking about your US audience the people that want something that's different that money can't buy well now money can buy it that's absolutely brilliant, Ryan. We love your passion for it. We love the vision that we have and the fact that you guys are launching it on this scale. It's now called the Legends Tour. Folks, please keep your eye on everything that's going on. Ryan, thank you very much for your time on this Friday. Thank you. Great to speak to you. Have a great day. Thank you. Likewise. Bye-bye. Too. Bye-bye. All right, folks. So we've got a lot still to go through with you here on the Fairways of Life show on this Friday. The A&A Inspiration, the PGA Tour underway at the Safeway Open. I'm going to give you an update of what's going on on the European Tour and more. BridgestoneGolf.com. When you log on there, you can check out everything about their new Tour B golf balls. The Tour B golf balls have this revolutionary reactive urethane cover on it, and it wasn't a derivative of what they found out from their engineers in and around the golf community alone. It was by utilizing almost 10,000 scientists and engineers around the globe that are part of Bridgestone. And so they took that tire technology and that understanding of the compounding of rubber and they brought it over into golf balls. The Tour B golf ball has a variety of different types. One of them is perfect for your game. Get fit. Start it at BridgestoneGolf.com for even more. More of the Fairways of Life show after this. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players. It can match you with a golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit footjoy.com slash shoe finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, I made a superior product, so I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone for BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also to have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf. 
we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected streamsongresort.com welcome back to the fairways of life show this friday so, Tom, if I remember correctly, on 9-11, wasn't your dad working out by the Pentagon? He was, yes. Um, my memory of 9-11 is very different, I guess you could say, than most folks' memory of 9-11. Um, so, I was in high school at the time, and... We were in the middle of classes. Obviously, it was in the morning. And there was some... I was in history class. Someone came in to speak to my history teacher and whispered in her ear. They weren't sure how to deal with it with young kids. I mean, I understand that. And so someone came in and whispered in her ear. And she started crying. So this is our history teacher. Immediately, just hysterically crying. And we assumed that something had happened to her family or her husband, or it was complete, you know, who would have thought? And she didn't tell us. And I think it may have been because she didn't know what to say. So she literally just, in the middle of her crying, said, class is dismissed, you know, everybody leave. And everybody was really confused. We didn't know what was going on. So we walked into the hall, and everybody else was in the hall. Like, all the classes had been dismissed simultaneously, like, Wow. I mean, I don't know if you probably remember better than me. Was it nine? It was like nine, twelve or something in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. And so we were all milling about trying to figure out what was going on. And we went into a classroom where there was a television. And it was a little, one of those little tiny ones that you have in the corner of a classroom. And it was the news coverage of what was happening in New York. And I immediately was like, oh man, this is so scary. And then they showed pictures of what was happening in D.C., which is where I am, obviously. And we just, it was just, it was very scary. My dad works very close to the Pentagon, and he could see all the smoke and everything from his window, his office window, literally. So the whole thing was very bizarre. And what I remember the most, Matt is I spent much of the morning just trying to get in touch with my father. Yes. I just kept trying, because everyone was jamming up the cell signal, obviously, yeah. at that time, especially. It wasn't as much 
bandwidth. The same thing happening out of Metro New York. All the, the phone lines just weren't working. They weren't working. So I was trying to get in touch with my father just to make sure he was okay, and I couldn't. I obviously, thankfully, he was. He was he was fine, but um, and, but he was close enough to see the smoke and everything, and and so my memory is very much. Washington D.C. versus New York, which is very strange sure. considering the circumstances. Yeah, but but it is what it is. Memories are are individual. So today is a, a day when hopefully we can impart to everyone the importance of remembering everything. I mean, I don't even know how you deal with that with with your young boy. Is it too young to even you think even talk to him about nine eleven? Oh yes, my son uh, is just about to turn five. And my daughter's two, and we're nowhere near discussing something like this with him. We're still trying to explain basic holidays. Like I was trying, you know, Labor Day just passed, and I was trying to explain to him Labor Day is about the hardworking American, and even that was kind of, you know, the concept still a little bit wide for him. So I don't, I, I don't know when you bring something like this up to a child. Yeah. I don't even know how you could. I mean, how old were your boys? Well, my. I don't, my oldest son, my oldest son, the youngest one was, was just a baby, but the oldest one was four when the attacks took place. And it's amazing how intuitive and intelligent children are because he knew. Uh, he may not have known why it happened and all the rest, but he knew that planes hit this building and he knew that the building collapsed and he knew that, that many people had died and he knew that crazy things were going on. It's amazing. Even at four years old back, back in the day. Today, I'm curious to ask him if he has any memories of, of all of that and anything that lingers. You know, there is one thing that I remember that was kind of unique during that time and that when everyone was in such shock and mourning, one of the radio stations in Chicago, keep going back to radio, right? One of the radio stations in Chicago uh, actually started playing Christmas music and it was just to try to make people feel a little more at peace. It, absolutely crazy. And then again, another kind of odd connection to 2020. Remember when sports came back after 9-11? Remember, you know, at Yankee Stadium and all the rest? And then last night, you know, with the NFL coming back and with, you know, basketball and hockey and baseball, these sports either are in or on the verge of going into playoffs and what have you, and, and golf being played around the world. We've got you know a major going on this week uh, at the ANA Inspiration, which we're going to talk about and hear from the leader in just a second, to a major next week at the U.S. Open. And it just speaks to the, the, the determination, the, the vitality of, of all of us that we carry on regardless. And, and hopefully that's a positive message as well because allowing people to divert you and alter you, in my opinion, from who you are and what you believe in is exactly what their objective is. Uh, it's, it's refusing to be intimidated. It's refusing to allow your life to be permanently changed in accordance with perhaps a way that someone else wants it to be defined. Uh, maybe that's one of the positive things that can come out of our memories of 9-11 and more. Uh, Frenchlick.com, we're going there next month. We're bringing uh, listeners there as well. Uh, it's an interesting trip for us because it's the first trip where we have this dual track. We have people that are playing golf and being immersed in the golf side, and we have people that couldn't care less about playing golf. They're doing everything else 
that this incredible facility has to offer. It's sold out very quickly. Frenchlick.com is the website if you want to check it out yourself from these historic hotels. That again, I love that we're in a, in a time right now where we're all taking the time to invest in our emotions and our hopes and our dreams and our bucket lists and more. And you can do that by going to French Lick and checking out that incredible Pete Dye golf course. There's nothing else like it in the world. Full stop, period. It is that special. And then their Donna Ross golf course. Both of these courses are major caliber golf courses, and both of them as hosted majors. Uh, the Donna Ross course in particular is one of my favorite in all the world. I think it's probably the best representation of an authentic Donald Ross golf course any place on the globe. It is that good. And everywhere you go, you can, you can just hear, if you listen, the architect whispering into your ear about safe lines or, or lines you want to take a little more risk on and, and what his philosophy was in, in designing a golf course. Frenchlick.com for more on that. And then Don was just telling me before we went on the air about our wicked epic Kegabash 5 to stream song in February, and we have it in February because we know that every year we've had this, Dom, the weather everywhere else has been absolutely hideous, and in stream song, it looks like this if you're watching this on a television side. Gorgeous on these Gil Hans and Corin Crenshaw and Tom Doak design golf courses and everything else. So, ooh, look at the drone footage on the TV side, Dom, is, is playing for us right now. So, Dom, how is it going with the, with the reaction that people had to everything that you have planned at uh, stream song in February? So, not to toot my own horn or anything, no. but so on our website, if you go to fairwaysoflife.com uh, slash streamsong2021, which is when the trip is in February, you will, uh, I guess I did a good job kind of telling everybody what our Super Bowl spectacular, amazing, wicked ever Kicker Bash 5 is going to be like. Yeah, the Disney because magic Because we're like, we're kind of sold out already. In like 24 hours. So that means I kind of have to like sort of little like open it up a little bit like I always do. So we're sold out right now. But I'm going to just publicly now say if you inquire, I'll make some calls. I'll work it out. I'll make sure that you get your spot at the Wicked Epic Hager Bash. It's going to be extraordinary. I mean, like you saw some of that footage I was just playing if you were watching. You can watch us right now on Facebook Live if you're watching us. If not, you can check us out. You know, later. But if you listen on your car, on your phone, on our app, all that stuff's still the same. We're just, we're just everywhere, Matt. But Perfect. you should definitely go to fairislife.com slash streamsong2021 because what we're doing this year is unlike anything we've ever done in the past on this trip. So we're starting it in Orlando at the greatest place on earth, at Disney World, the which on the on day earth. of the Super Bowl. So the day of the Super Bowl, you go to Disney World. We're going to play golf at Reunion. And then you're, we're going to go to Disney Springs in the evening, in, incredible nightlife, watch the Super Bowl with all the, I mean, after you go on one trip with us, just so you know, you're, we're like all friends for life. And but that sounds in, like in a fairness, cliche, though, but it's, it's That's true. also why these things sell out so quickly, because as, as soon as you offer it, people that have been on trips with us before, or maybe even the stream song trip before, they immediately sign up. That's what happens. It's fairwaysoflife.com slash streamsong. 
2021 if you're interested in that as well. So Nelly Corda is leading atop the leaderboard at the ANA Inspiration. So we have yet another major championship going on this week and then another uh, next week as well go, uh, heading to Wingfoot. Cannot wait for that. So Nelly Corda birdied her final hole of the day, that par 5 18th hole. She hit her third shot to about three feet and was able to make that putt. Let's hear from she who was leading after the first round of the ANA Inspiration. Here's Nelly Corda. Tired. <laughs> Good, but tired for sure. The heat definitely drains you. It's a nice way to close out then with a nice little birdie. Take us through some of your highlights that you would say were kind of the best birdies of the day. Um, I would say, obviously, on number one, I haven't played for a week. You know, first first, um, first day of a major, your nerves are definitely there. So burning number one was nice. And then um, I would say the bunker shot on number 11 was really nice, too. I love tapping birdies. <laughs> During the first uh, two rounds, I think, back at the AIG Women's Open, you were definitely in contention there as well. Do you think about times like that when uh, you're coming off the course with the low round of the day? Uh, not really. I mean, for me, I mean, there's still three more days to play. There's so much golf out there. You never know what's going to happen. And if I just string together another couple of good rounds, you know, then we'll see where it goes. You're a Florida girl yourself. You said you're used to this Bermuda kind of grass. How do you think you fared out there? And how did you learn and adapt to what the heat was doing to the greens as well? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the I'm used to, like, the fairways. But the greens are so jumpy and firm that, honestly, like, in Florida, you don't have that this time of year. So it, you don't get used to it. I kind of think it's very similar green-wise to maybe CME. Maybe not as jumpy, but... Uh, it's really pure out there, and they've done a really good job with the course maintenance. Were you uh, surprised by your round today, or did were you out there feeling as confident as ever as you embarked on the first round? I felt good, really, ever since um, my last two events of British and in Arkansas. So, you know, if I keep my head up and stay calm out there, which my caddy Jason and I did a really good job of doing today, um, and staying hydrated, <laughs> then um, it's a lot easier. All right, so that was Nellie Corder addressing the media uh, yesterday after she opened with six under par. She leads the way. She has a one-shot lead over two. Inji Chun at five under and Madeline Sagstrom also at five under par. You know, it, it's Adam, I don't know if you were aware of the fact. I know you were about her dad, Peter, uh, being a, a great tennis player, but I didn't know if you knew that her brother uh, Sebastian was world-class and that he was in the U.S. Open. So here I am talking about all these sports going on at the same time. We've got the U.S. Open and tennis going on at the same time. I was telling Matt last night that it's, it's ironic. We're talking about 9-11 today in, in the sense that yesterday was probably the most normal day that we've had, at least in this country, since probably the end of February, early March. I mean, there was U.S., like you just mentioned, U.S. Open tennis was going on, men's and women's. You had the NFL season opener. You had the PGA Tour season opener, because remember, with the, with the wraparound schedule, the Safeway Open um, is the season opener. You have the LPGA's ANA Inspiration, which we're talking about right now, which was a major championship. You've got like you said, the NHL is going on. The NBA playoffs, LeBron James was playing last night. I mean, it, was, it felt like a real sports day. 
Like you didn't even know you, you didn't have time. You couldn't watch it all. There was so much stuff going on, and it was, it was. I don't know. It was. It was. I guess positive. Like it just felt positive. It felt happy. I think so. Yeah, I think I think that's part of the reason why we love sports so much, right? What was the? I forget who it was that made the quote that said that uh, they look at the sports page in the newspaper because the front page is about man's failings and the sports page is about his accomplishments. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but I mean, yeah, last night. And then, and then when the NFL comes back, you have Mahomes, right? And he, and he has three touchdown passes and they, they go on to, to victory over the Texans and everything else. It just, for a lot of reasons, it was connecting with a lot of people. Now, to the ANA inspiration, which I want to remind everybody, please log on to touredge.com when you get an opportunity. Uh, I, I've been preaching about this for a long time, that if there's someone in your life, golf is booming right now, rounds played, everything. But if there's someone in your life that you hope to impart a love for this game that they can carry with them for the rest of theirs, they have that product for you. So, you know, when you when you want to get someone started and go, where do I start? They actually have box sets, everything in a box, physically, all of it, bag, putter, irons, uh, wedges, woods, hybrids, everything inside that box so you can get someone started. Uh, touredge.com so you can check it out. And it carries with it a lifetime warranty, which only underscores that message of imparting a passion for the game forever. So the leaderboard with Nelly Corder leading at six under par, I talked about Chun and Sagstrom both at five under par. Well, the grouping at four under par is also really compelling. There are only two shots off the lead. It includes you, it includes Henderson, includes a tan as well, Matson in that, and it includes one Daniel Kang. Daniel Kang has absolutely been on form. Consider this, so much so that if she is to win this week at only a couple shots back after the first round, she would ascend to world number one. Daniel Kang spoke after her round. Here's what she had to say. Uh, it feels pretty good to post a low, lower score um, than in the first round. And... Um, I definitely made some mistakes out there, but kept trusting my putting and trust my speed, and then I made some good birdies coming down the line. What is, what's the game plan when you can start off like you are, like you did today, uh, and then tomorrow a little later tee time with some heat? How do you uh, approach tomorrow's tee time versus today? Um, well, it's just been consistently hot every day, um, but it's pretty bearable actually so far. Um, I'm from Vegas. It's 120 out there, so... Uh, I kind of like the heat, but um, besides that, I think it's a major championship. Every day there's new difficulties. Um, even the simplest shot is not as simple as we think. And so I just got to stay focused, and that's, I think that's my main goal. How did you like the twosome? How was the pace? How did it play maybe to an advantage of keeping into a rhythm out there? Um, we always play twosomes out here, and I really like playing in twosomes, and I actually got to play with Anna Norquist this we got, I got paired with Anna Norquist, and we played together a lot uh, on tour quite a bit, so I know how she's like, and she knows how I am, so it's very comfortable. Um, but pace is good, and, you know, sometimes if you get into difficulties, you fall back a little bit, but um, good thing that there's, you know, no one with golf carts in front of us. They can just take <laughs> off, so uh, that's something that we were just paying attention to. On the, on the broadcast, a couple of the Golf Channel commentators mentioned your confidence just looks unflappable out there when you each with each swing would you would you agree um I guess I think it's mostly just I I, my main focus on every shot is execution and on how I'm going to hit the shot 
Um, I'm trying not to be so result-based anymore. Um, I definitely mishit some shots today, but I don't let that affect the next shot. And it happens. Golf's a game of miss. So um, I think the confidence that maybe people talk about is my ability to execute it, whether or not I've hit a miss shot the hole before, things like that. So I'm trying to get better at it. Um, I hope it seems like it. Yeah, I would say she's very, very good at it right now. It's, it's. I love that when we get an opportunity to hear what a player's thinking, what the, what the philosophy is, what the mentality is, what the emotional direction is. And when you look at what happened with Daniel Kang as a player, as a competitor, since she started working with Butch Harmon, only speaks to why he is such a genius at, at what he does. Now, some other scores that I think are interesting. Uh, Brittany Linscombe, who's won at this golf course, yes, uh, three under par. And Brittany's an interesting story, too, because a doctor in Orlando actually designed a special brace, a cast for her left thumb. So she's got this on. She's all taped up because when the thumb bends back, it causes her extreme pain. So she's never been one to like go out and pound golf balls forever in the practice range anyway, but she only can hit about 20 practice balls right now before she plays. And when she practices on the golf course itself, it can't be more than nine holes. Well, with this brace that she has, she said it keeps that thumb from bending back too much so that she doesn't have the pain. We'll see how it continues to play out for her. She is only three shots back of Nellie Corda's lead currently. Now, Lydia Coe is only three shots back. Now, she too has known success at this event in this golf course. At three under par and three shots off the lead after the opening round, Lydia Coe addressed the media about how close she is, how she's feeling, and how it's working. Yeah, um, I actually played in the morning all three days for my practice rounds. Um, and actually earlier at like 7, 7.30ish the last couple of days. So I think today, though, in general, the temperature was a little lower than the other days. So this morning was probably the most chilliest out of you know all of the mornings that I've been here. But right now it's warming up um, pretty good. Uh, you know, I was just telling someone when it was 116, I said I was surprised that I thought it, 116 would be hotter uh, on Monday. And then today, I think it's only meant to be like 95 or something, but it feels hotter than that. So my temperature gauge has completely uh, gone off. But uh, no, I think nice to be able to play in the morning um, in some really nice conditions. How about the conditions of your golf game? You had mostly pars and even an eagle. Do you mind talking a little bit about that hole and what went right today? Yeah, um, I felt like I hit it pretty solid. I gave myself a lot of good looks for birdies. Um, and, you know, I think that's going to be the key, uh, not, not only just at this event, but um, especially at majors, I think the more opportunities you get, it makes it a, a slightly stress-free par. Um, I felt like I left a few out there, but I think overall, you know, I feel like I'm hitting it pretty solid. And you know, all you can do is, you know, just commit and hit a good shot or hit a confident shot. And, you know, what happens after that, um, that's just a totally you know, different result-wise. Just curious, though, because you've played here so many times and you've played here well, but do you have any favorite holes or holes that you're looking forward to throughout the rest of the week? Um, today, my favorite hole was 11 because <laughs> I, I made an eagle there. Um, but you know, obviously the 18th hole is a signature hole um, just with the Poppy's Pond and normally that walk uh, with the big grandstand. But you know, there, all of these holes are really good holes, and... I think there is not a single hole where you go up and you know that this is an automatic uh, birdie. So you do really have to be focused um, on each and every shot. And 
you know, uh, hopefully it's a good shot from there. <laughs> Lydia Ko is three under and three shots off Nelly Korda's lead currently. Now, Lexi Thompson is two under par, four shots behind the lead after the opening round. She played at the height of the heat yesterday. A lot has changed for Lexi. She's got a new caddy. She went back to a more traditional grip on her putter. She went back to her old coach in Jim McLean. So Lexi also addressed the media talking about some of these changes and what's working for her. Yeah, it was a little bit of an up and down uh, day, but I started off really well. It was two under through three and then um, made a bogey out there on 18. Just didn't hit that great of a wedge shot, but fought strong coming in. Already, I ended with two birdies. So Definitely a lot of positives to take from the day, um, but overall, just a little bit of an up and down day, but that's golf. Two top players playing together. You were playing with Brooke. You guys seem mm-hmm. to be trading birdies at some points. <laughs> What's that like when your playing partner is just as, uh, going off just as much as you are? Yeah, well, Brooke played great. Um, I've played with her quite a bit, and she's a lot of fun to play with. She's a great ball striker and definitely can make a lot of birdies out there. So we feed it off each other here and there, and um, just it was a great day out there. Perfect weather, and the course is in great shape for us. A lot of changes than maybe what you're used to the past couple of years, being yeah. in April. Uh, how does the Bermuda treat a Florida girl like yourself? Yeah, well, it's more of what I'm used to, but um, it's a lot different coming here and seeing Bermuda grass. I was like, wow, this is so much different. But like I said, they did what they could with this heat to get in the best shape possible like they always do. So we're always happy to come back here and just being able to play in general is a big thing for us right now. With all the heat and everything, what were some of the strategies you took? Were you <laughs> kind of ready to take it head on? Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I'm from Florida, so when I was going out practicing before this, I would go out for two hours, and I was drenched in sweat. So, you know, I was kind of used to it. This is more of a dry heat, but um, I was ready. You know, you drink about a water or a hole out here, just making sure you stay fully hydrated and make sure to eat and keep your energy levels up. Lexi is two under par. She's four shots back of the lead of Nellie Cora currently. Now, if you saw the graphic, uh, if you're watching us on the television side, uh, you'll see there all of the air times of where and how you can get your golf coming up today. The ANA Inspiration coverage on Golf Channel today from noon Eastern time. It'll go all the way up until 4 p.m. And then at 4 p.m., the Safeway Open coverage kicks in. And that will take you up to 7 p.m., after which we'll go back to the ANA Inspiration. I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to follow all that yesterday, but it was great having live golf and major championship golf well into primetime hours on the East Coast of the USA, nonetheless. Now, speaking of the Safeway Open, Russell Knox opens with a 63. He stands atop that leaderboard at 9 under par. That's the good news. You shot a 63, and you only have a one-shot lead. That's how good the scoring is out at the Safeway. Burns, Piercy, and Ho, you can see all on eight under par. Brendan Steele at seven under par. He's won this event a couple of times. First of all, let's start with Russell Knox to find out how and why he was able to go so low for a guy that missed the FedEx Cup playoffs by only two spots. Here's Russell. Yeah, I, I played good today, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, looking back on it, I knew this week uh, par five scoring would be big to your ultimate performance. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hit a beautiful drive there on number, is it five? Um, and I hit a nice little three hybrid in there and managed to kind of get it back there kind of close and made a nice putt. But uh, obviously it was a day where a lot of good things happened and uh, definitely nice to go off to a good start. I mean, I've, I've struggled first round for so long, I feel like, and, so one of my main goals this season was to get off to a better start. So didn't quite expect this, but uh, nice to, to shoot a good score. 
it was really fun watching you play. You had more than 107 feet in putts. That one that you rattled off the flag <laughs> 12. Was yeah, I, I was right in between clubs there, and I didn't hit a very good approach shot. And yeah, I mean, when you have a good round like this, I mean, putts like that go in. So it was, uh, I definitely got a couple of good breaks today. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice to hold putts. You had to come here refreshed mentally and physically. Was there anything specifically that you worked on? And what explains your, your slow start last season? Yeah, I mean, historically, I've always been a pretty terrible starter, even on tournaments that I've done very well. And but I mean, missing the the FedEx Cup playoffs was was extremely disappointing for me. I mean, I had a a very terrible start from after the quarantine. So, I mean, I I deserve to not make it. So, I mean, the last couple of weeks, I mean, I have a new coach now, Mark McCann, and I've worked uh, as hard as I ever have the last two weeks uh, before this event. So, it's definitely nice to to see. Um, something good happened immediately, but uh, I definitely feel like my game's heading in the right direction, obviously. It certainly was in round one. Nine under par for Russell Knox, leading the way by one shot. I thought I could hear the voice of Fred Albers in there from PGA Tour Radio. That coverage will kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern time today. You can catch PGA Tour Radio on the PGA Tour app and on PGATour.com for free all over the globe, or if you subscribe to the paid satellite service in North America, Sirius XM, 1 p.m. Eastern time for that coverage. All right, Brendan Steele has won here a couple of times. He's only a couple of shots back, so obviously it feels good to him. It's feeling right to him. He's playing well. Let's find out what he had to say after his seven under par effort. Yeah, this was really nice. I mean, it kind of reminded me of uh, my first round. I shot 63 maybe in 2016 in the the opening round, and it was very stress-free, felt very comfortable, hit a lot of good shots. And um, so it feels like that, which is nice. It was, um, there was very little stress out there today, which is always good. What is it about (laughs) You know, people have been asking me that for years. I think there's a lot of factors. I don't think it's one thing, but... I really have a good sense of where you can be aggressive out here, where you need to be conservative, where you can miss it to different pins. I just kind of understood it right away, which is really nice. And then uh, being from California, I'm comfortable on the greens. Um, I always like the clean slate, too, I think, getting back to zero, you know. So um, it, it just feels like there's less pressure. It's a little more freedom because everybody's just getting their feet wet on a new season, even though we just ended, you know, a few days ago. But um I think it's just a bunch of things, but uh, nothing I can really put my finger on. Yes. Yes, it was much better today. Yesterday was very uncomfortable. Um, I, I hadn't seen anything like that as far as playing golf in it. Um, I've been around too many fires in my time. But, um, yeah, with the ash coming down and how just how dark it was, I mean, 12 o'clock, there's lights on the putting green. That's not a normal occurrence for us. And uh, it really affected me yesterday, too. I didn't feel right all day. I woke up and thought it was earlier than it was. And then I got I got done out here and thought it was, like, time to go to bed. And it's 2 o'clock. And I, I just didn't know what was happening. Oh, wow. That's some incredible stuff from Brendan Steele. Two shots off the lead currently that belongs to Russell Knox at 9 under par. Now, if you're watching us on the TV side, you see in the notables – on Dom's leaderboard, Phil Mickelson tied for 81st, but he's in red numbers. He's one under par, which speaks to how good that scoring is. And for Phil, he seemed pretty pleased with his first round effort. Yeah, so it's uh, it, you know I didn't I didn't play great today, and uh, yet I fought hard to to keep it under par and put myself in a position where a good low round tomorrow will get me in it for the weekend. So I've got to go shoot six, seven, eight under par tomorrow to have a chance. It was. Um, 
a little frustrating for me. I have not been missing it left, and so the front nine, when I missed uh, driver's left, it really uh, threw me for a loop because I, I was having a two-way miss. And, um, you know, his, the last three months I've missed it right. I might overhook it, but I haven't missed it left. And then the front nine, I missed them left, and that threw me for a loop. So for me to fight, get it under par when I didn't have it, and that was a, a mini victory, but I let a lot of shots slide out there. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we all wanted to be at East Lake last week. We all wanted to be competing in that event, and the ones that didn't, we want to get off to a quick start so that gives us a better chance to get there next year and sort of play in the the opening event here. Uh, gives everybody here in this field a, a, a kind of a leg up on on the guys that ha that played all the playoff events and and. Um, it's not. It's important to get off to a good start. No, it's here because the best way to get ready for Wingfoot is to play well here, and these fairways are um, tighter and f more difficult to hit than what we'll have next week. But the rough is going to going to be a lot more penalizing next week. So it's a great way to work on driving, work on uh, your golf swing, and and uh, the greens are very similar grass. So it's a a good chance to kind of see the breaks and, and, and so forth. But uh, this is a fun golf course to play, but to get ready for next week, I've got, I've got to play well this week. Phil Mickelson, who will be starting the day at one under par. And like we're saying, you know, in, in fairness to Phil, that's red numbers, but it's currently tied for 81st, so he has some work to do in round number two. Now, a story that you heard me mention earlier in the program that John Daly has announced that he has bladder cancer. There's a great article on it by Will Gray at GolfChannel.com, and he quotes JD a couple of times. Uh, it's and this this is reading right from this article at the end of it, where he says, in light of the cancer diagnosis, Daly expressed plans to change his consumption habits to increase his odds of keeping the disease at bay. And I'm going to jump away from this, uh, from the article for one second and just tell you what earlier had been revealed that JD said there's an 85% chance that the cancer is going to come back. So he anticipates that he has to go in this three month cycle and they see, you know, just how aggressive it is and how they can treat it. But the quotes JD is saying the following, I'm cutting way back, way back on the Diet Coke and counting minutes before I can have a cigarette. I'm trying to quit smoking. The doctors aren't saying it's too late. Unfortunately, it's a cancer that keeps coming back, but I'm going to listen to them and I'm going to try and quit smoking. If it comes back, it comes back. Six months to a year, if it doesn't go away, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to have some fun. He continued, well, you know what? I always tell people I've lived one hell of a life. No matter what happens, I'm not scared to die or anything. It would be nice to play the last seven or eight or 13 years of my career a little more healthy, but hey, I'm still working. I'm still living life. I'm still doing the things I need to do. I can accept the challenge. I'm not scared of that. I just want my kids to be okay and everyone else in my family, end quote from Jan John Daly. So we wish him the very, very best with dealing with the uh, bladder cancer that he announced uh, the, to the world over the last 24 hours. So there's a lot of golf still lying ahead in the day that is before us. Uh, play is underway. I gave you the update on what's going on on the European Tour. And again, on the PGA Tour, the coverage of the Safeway Open will kick off at 4 p.m. Eastern Time this afternoon on Golf Channel, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Before that and after that, you can get the coverage of the ANA Inspiration. You see there on the left, if you watch this on the TV side, 
ANA Inspiration will be on Golf Channel at 4 p.m. or at noon until 4 p.m. Noon Eastern Time until 4 p.m. Then the Safeway Open comes on the air until 7, and then at 7 p.m. we're back at the ANA Inspiration. Tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m., you can catch me on Morning Drive. It'll be our same time on Sunday. Myself, Gary, and Jaime, it'll be interesting and distinctive for me because it'll be the first time that I'll actually be back in studio at Golf Channel anyway uh, for exactly six months in this crazy year that has been 2020. So I'm looking forward to joining you all again on the television medium on Golf Channel for Morning Drive as well. Thank you for joining us today and for spending some time with us. We hope you guys have a great Friday. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on these mediums on Monday. Until then, goodbye for now.